everybody. John from Hai Jiu Jitsu. We're here with Maddie Panza. What's going on, Maddie? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. How's your day been, Maddie? Man, fantastic. Came in, did some Jiu Jitsu. Here we are. What more could you ask for, huh? Not a lot. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty content. Yeah, nice, nice. Today we have an awesome podcast to share with you all, and it comes from the article from Start to Struggle. The Process of Beginning Jiu-Jitsu. And it's an awesome article. And let's get into it, Matty. I was a few classes into my Jiu-Jitsu journey. I was fit, I was strong, and I gladly accepted an invite into a Jiu-Jitsu tournament. Before I knew what an armbar was, I was being armbarred. And I only knew one way out of it. Did you tap? No, I didn't tap. No. I gripped my teeth and I just tried to yank my arm out. And my arm started like cracking, creaking, but I had no idea how to defend against an armbar. I didn't know what I was doing. I'd never even seen an armbar before. I didn't know what that was. I think we started like, I'm sure I'd seen an armbar before, but clearly no, like I hadn't really explored defenses to the armbar. Like my first few months, as you remember. Very unfamiliar with the position, right? Just, yeah, chaos. It was just chaos the whole time. And you come into a class, you start a brand new martial art. Everything is new. New gear, you know, like you first put on a gear, it's, it's like so it feels stiff. weird, it feels stiff, yeah. like you get like gear burn all the time, and um, yep. new people, and like just new language and mm. new smells, and like new body movements, just everything. Yep. And within three months, I was in a competition, I was competing with the skills that I knew. I'd like to think that my knowledge and skills have improved since that time, and with hindsight, you can look back and see what was favorable to learning and what isn't so favorable to learning. When was your first comp, Maddie? Yeah, probably six months after I started training jiu-jitsu. How did that go for you? Uh, not, not great. I think I got taken down and submitted. And that was a um, knockout tournament, right? Yeah, it was. It was IBJJF, so yeah. They never used to have the nah, grappling industries back then. Yeah, that's why they're, t- they're so successful. Yeah, because they're great. Everyone gets five, like you get a good, you know, I, I found in my competitions anyway, I'd, uh, I, I'd always have an average match first one. Yeah, And yeah. then after that, I'd improve throughout the day. Yeah, yeah. So the more matches I had, the better I did. So whenever, that, whenever I went in like four divisions, I'd start like cleaning up in the open weight. Because yeah, all yeah. of a sudden I'm like a lot more comfortable. Yes. So what are you trying to say? Are you saying that at the start, it takes some time to get used to things? I think it does. I, yeah, I think it does. Mm-hmm. So you can't just jump straight into something, right? And just no, no expect way. to be... Absolutely. You can't just... Sometimes diving in the deep end works. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you've never swum, why would you dive in the deep end? True. But look, let's say you do dive in the deep end. Mm-hmm. And you know how to swim. That's fine. You know how to swim. Yes. You're still going to get cold. Yeah. It's gonna get wet. You're gonna get wet, but you'll be okay. You get out, put your towel around you, you'll be fine. What happens, like, how do we use that metaphor with jujitsu? What are you doing in jujitsu? The nature of jujitsu. Learning jujitsu involves being choked. Mm. Yep. Involves your limbs being extended against your will. Heavier people will squash you. When they squash you and you've got big bunzes on, your, on you, it's hard to breathe. Leave the panzer alone. <laughs> no, your puns, that's all right. You guys are much bigger panzers yeah, than that. They do. And they're coming on top of you and they're like pulling you down and like they've got gravity on their side mm-hmm. and you're suffocating. You slowly feel like, it's slowly, it feels like death, slow death. 
and you know if we if we talk to people about like how about jiu-jitsu sounding like that and it being experienced like that you can tell why doing it doesn't sound like something you want to sign up for. No, no way. Sometimes you're talking to a new person, hey, come to jiu-jitsu. What's jiu-jitsu? Like, oh, chokes, arm bars. It's like, why do I want to do that? Laid, <laughs> on, laid on by a heavy person. Yeah, yeah, getting sweat on, you know. Like, <laughs> um, that doesn't sound very appealing. No. And you'd say, ah, oh, it's similar to what you see in the UFC, you know. Same, same, different. Just like on TV, an arm bar in a real fight is having your bones snapped and all your joints separate, decimated. On the street, being choked out is succumbing entirely to the will of somebody else. Once you're, once you're asleep, mm. you've got absolutely no control over what's going on. Neither of these sound like fun. It's not fun to get choked out, right? Or to get your arm broken. Um, in, in, again, with somebody uh, that you do not trust. Absolutely. If you do not trust someone, no, it's a terrible experience. Yeah, well, I've never been there. You know, I've always like been in, in a class. I've been choked out before a couple of times. It doesn't sound fun. It doesn't sound like something you're willing to go, I'll get choked out. Yeah, no, you kind of like, you, well, naturally you want to avoid that. Correct. Because, you know, it's the, it's the survival instinct for us. In a regular jiu-jitsu class, it's what you'll get as well. You'll get to do that as well. Mm. You know, you like your arms will get stretched out. You'll sweat, you'll struggle, and you'll submit many, many times. It's all part of the process. Uh-huh. So there's a process. Mm. All of these struggles will come. Rest assured, they're gonna come. It's a matter of when. Cambridge Dictionary. See, they've even got a, a, a definition in here. Mm -hmm. It says a process is a series of actions or steps taken in order to achieve a particular end. What's the particular end when you come into jiu-jitsu, into a class, into your whole jiu-jitsu journey? What's, what's your end goal? To learn jiu-jitsu. To learn, why? Well, if, if I'm gonna get good at something, I have to study it. Mm -hmm. Same as, why, why would you go to university? To learn, to learn mm. a process, to learn a, <laughs> a skill set, to, to get a degree. But how do you get a degree? You learn. Mm, you pass pass tests. Well, <laughs> I think you'd have to learn to pass a test, uh, or you can just cram and just get yeah. some like knowledge in your head. And the moment the test is done, just get it out of there. Yeah, forget about it forever. Yeah, that was, that was my uni experience. I just want to please, please, please <laughs> get degrees. That was my motto at uni. I just wanted to get in there and out of there because I didn't really care for the material yeah. being taught, which is my bad. Um, but if you want to do something well. You know, and you want to do jiu-jitsu well. You have to practice. You practice, for sure. And the best way to practice is to do it with, like, good habits and to learn well, right? To learn quickly, you got to learn well. So how do you, you learn well? The be, Like, in order to learn well, we have to set up good habits from the beginning. Mm. Because when somebody comes in without any jiu-jitsu experience, it's like a clean slate, as we said, you know, like it's, like it's like I have a blank page and it's up to us to kind of create the little masterpiece of this person. Mm. So when you fight with some, like somebody and you have no tools, you have no weapons, you have no shield, it rarely ends well. They've got weapons, they've got their shield, mm -hmm. their sharp sword, and you've got nothing. Who's gonna win that one? You, all you've got is a club. 
You've got like a stick that you've picked up off the ground. Move you haven't even stick. sharpened it. You've just picked up a, you've got a stick. You've got a fist. Yeah. You've come in with your fist and they've come in with like all these weapons. Like, it doesn't work well. Sometimes, some people who are big and strong, and who that, knows? That's a natural advantage, right? Not everyone has that. Exactly. So, and some people do thrive in this type of, env- of environment, of the chaos. Mm. There's some students that have come into jiu-jitsu, into our school, and they're like, first class, and they've got, they've got moves. Yep. And they understand how to move, say, hey, this is a hip escape, and they look at you, and they do a hip escape. And you've got people who have been in our school for, like, for a while, trying to, still trying to do hip escapes, and it's still difficult. Yep. It's hard for me to do hip escapes initially. Some people get it, some people don't. Some people thoroughly enjoy an environment of like uh, just being a nail, maybe, you know? (laughs) Yeah, just getting hammered. Just getting hammered, you know? Um, They they thrive in that. These are usually like the mesomorphs, the big, strong, muscly Mm. people, the the, the natural competitors. Yep. Just the real athletic types who have had plenty of experience. Like crossfitters that come in, like, you know? They're so fit. They're just fit and strong. And of course, like, they get gassed out very quick and of course you mm. can submit them um, but they don't care they'll come back and they'll come back yep. and they'll come back um, like they're used to being good at things they're used to kind of just dominating things um, and they do well in deep waters yes I'm saying Mr. Um, Adam Taylor one of our new- newer students awesome dude this guy um, I love working with him we do privates and he comes into class and he was one of the students who just wanted it all at once. Yeah. I was like, Adam, slow it down. Okay, and then before you like explain something, he's doing it. I say, like, hey, stop, <laughs> listen. Because he's so keen, he's so yeah. excited. But the thing with Adam is he's like, he's gifted athletically. He's like, yeah. he's very good. He's got a gas tank. Yep. Um, he's, he's flexible, he's agile. Um, he picks things up really, really fast. And so for him, in a way, you know, he doesn't, he hasn't got his first stripe yet, but we were having a roll in our private yesterday. Um, and of course, I'm kind of showing him step by step and I'm kind of segmenting things, but he's like, he thrives in that chaos. Yep. And he enjoys he's it. He's picking it up. He's picking it up really fast as well. Um, you got, who else? You got heaps of people like yeah. that. I'm the opposite. How so? Uh, man, when I started Jiu Jitsu, mm-hmm. I was like an unco guy. I still kind of am. I remember, I, do you remember SPMA? We used to run around for the warm up. We were just like run. Yeah. I used to fall over just running around in a circle, bro. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm an I remember that person. We I'm, used to roll. So we used, remember, we used to do like the advanced rolls or the yeah. competition rolls on one side, and then the proper fundamentals class on the other side. Yep. And you always used to come in because you were competing as the well, white belt. I was eager, but I was uncoordinated. And I was excited to come up against you because I'd always just bash up. <laughs> As a start. Yeah, man. Look, that's But you'd always come back for more. Absolutely. Here's the thing. I was eager, but that was not the best way for me to learn. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm, you can't... Eager, eager and uncoordinated isn't a good combination. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm, I'm eager, but I'm not aware that I need to slow down to learn in a better way. Well, and no one so was I'm really telling it too, right? If anything, everyone was kind of like... Um, you encourage that, right? Encouraging it's it, yeah. It's the lifestyle. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really, really good one. But listen, I think you fall in the boat of most people. And not everybody is like just a, like a gun ready to fight from the beginning. Yep. Um, I was the same. Like, I, I think I, um, I don't know. I didn't think I picked things up very quick at all. I don't think I'm a naturally gifted athlete, like at all. 
I'm not like mega unco. I've no. been pretty good at sports my whole life, yeah. but not like elite, like not even, not close to elite. Not nowhere near that. Like I never made rep soccer teams, even though yeah, I was like, okay. used to love playing soccer, yeah, yeah. football. Um, I played I'd like, always get rejected from other rep teams, you know, like cross country I was pretty good at, sprinting I was not the best at, you know, but like never ever like at, that, at a high level. Mm. I think that's like most of us. Yes, most of us are in the middle. Yeah, there you go. So in a normal, like a bell curve, right? Yep. You have most of the people in the middle with Absolutely. like the highest curve there. Um, I was on the, the, the bad side of the bell <laughs> curve. I was still in I the middle. I was more to the left, yeah. More to the <laughs> left of it. Um, hey, shout out to another dude. I'd been training for a while. Remember Brett Gainsford? Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, oh my Lord. Yeah, that, Brett, that, was like, Brett was like a gymnast back in the day. And then just comes into jiu He was at the top 1% of that bell yeah, curve. Like, yeah, he was like on was the just, far right. Because uh, he'd come in one, two classes and he was just like just monstering people and was picking things up and just really thrived mm. in, that, in that environment. I remember he hadn't had much experience at all and he was in a competition. I'm sure he remembers too. And he was getting triangled. I don't think he'd ever seen a triangle before. And it was sunk in deep and he just would not tap. <laughs> he was just finding ways out. And he was looking at us like screaming for us to like for some advice. Yeah, yeah. And we're all screaming like, you know, posture up, posture up, put your elbow in. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd never seen it, but he wasn't even panicking enough to like tap. Yep. He was just surviving. Surviving, did not want to lose. Natural born competitor, this guy. He's got his black belt now, he kept going. Um, hope you will, Brett. Uh, most that's not we're not all Brett's. You know? <laughs> <laughs> most people need to see things and think about things and feel things and smell their way around the mats first yeah. that's not bad just like most people you need to acclimatize yourself with the surroundings you need to actually like learn the rules of the game yeah see what it's like you know dabble in there first and get to practicing the basics over and over before even thinking about applying them in a real situation, you know, like a competition or God forbid, like a fight or something like that. You know, like sometimes fights come like come, you know, before you know them and you just kind of make do with what you have. But um, you want to learn first before you actually play the game. Before you play the game, you need to learn the rules. Yes. To learn how to play. You need to learn the strategies, learn like some tactics. I think even dialing it, uh, some people still try and dial that up a step too much too early. And they'll learn a triangle once they'll have someone do it to them three times and they'll go all right but i just do this to counter it yeah it's like okay that's great we're going to work through that but yeah. you need a better understanding this is your first class and you're doing triangles which is a complicated thing yeah and you're already going i can counter it by doing this that's um not give you give yourself give yourself more time to understand the underlying concept yeah. before you think about the, the counters yeah, and I mean, people are wired differently as well. True. You know, you've got these different kind of learners, like mm. you know, visual learners and, and the kinesthetic learners. And some people, like, you, you, they need to feel it. Yep. And they kind of, they'll pick it up, you know. And some people need to see it. Some people have to use my words, and they're, they're really listening to every word I say. Yep. You know, um, there's different ways about things too. But, like, those people usually who are like, all right, done, next one, and then next one, and then next one. Um, as you said, like they don't give themselves enough time like in the in the first step to pick it up and to proper understand it before they move on to the next one. Mm. And that's a little bit of impatience, I believe, but that's also um, ignorance on their part. And it's not their fault. They had just come in off the street, like, you know, they're just new to the art. Mm -hmm. 
And maybe they've approached everything like, give me it, give me more, give me more, give me more. And the thing about jiu-jitsu though, Matty, is as we said before at the start of this, your arms are getting tweaked, you're getting choked, you know, like there's joint locks. And these are like, as we've also spoken before, injuries suck, Yep. you know, and there's a big consequence to doing jiu-jitsu in the wrong way. Let's say um, there's a PlayStation right there. Let's say we're playing um, a game together, FIFA. I'd never played FIFA before. And we play it together. Hey, Matty, here's the X is to pass, circle is to shoot. That's all you need. You know, square is to um, cross the ball in. Yep. Triangle is to run faster. Back to the FIFA days. Um, <laughs> I haven't played FIFA in ages. Um, and then I, I beat you. Yep. And you lose 2 0. Ah, doesn't matter. Play again, you know? Well, I'm sick of this. Let's stop playing. But if you kind of mess things up in jiu-jitsu, you're hurting yourself. Mm. We had one student recently who came in and I told him numerous times, I said, hey, relax, don't be so impatient. But if he does this, then I'm gonna do this. I wanna feel the resistance. I really wanna feel the resistance, but I can resist this, I can stop this. It's like, hey, you, maybe you can, but just relax and let it go. Like learn mm. what's going on first. Yes. Said person, like, really wanted to keep going maybe was like um didn't listen as much as they could have mm. and got themselves hurt and not a bad hurt you know yeah, just yeah. like a little strain yep but that could have that little strain could have been avoided mm. because you're setting yourself up for bad habits in the future if you start to rush through the beginning you will set yourself up for failure in future I'm reading this book. Mm. I'm reading this book by um, James Clear. It's called Atomic Habits. Great book. I actually want to maybe do some podcasts about it and see yeah. how we can bring the, the, the lessons of that book into a jiu-jitsu situation and into like the jiu-jitsu process. Mm -hmm. And one thing he talks about is instant gratification versus delayed gratification. And he's saying like, and, and it's, we agree that like everybody would probably prefer instant gratification. We're just built like that. I'm hungry, I will eat. You know, I, I don't know, give me, give me one, Matty. I want, I want a Mars bar, it's right there, I'm gonna eat it, it's gonna taste good. Sorry, I cut you off. I think I can get an arm bar, I'm just gonna go. Possibly, yes, whatever. <laughs> I've got it, sick, awesome. Yeah. That's my, you're instantly gratified. Yeah. There's gratification by getting a tap. It's like, yes, I got it. And sometimes you can say to the person, all right, yeah, you got it. The false positive comes in. All right, but you know you could have done this better. You could have kept the leg, the ankle leg heavy on the head. You could have brought your knees together first. Mm -hmm. And they just got to tap off another beginner, so they're happy with that. But then they go up against Maddie, and then you just you don't even let them get to that point. But even if they do get to that point, you know the mechanics aren't right. They're not they're not as tight as they need to be. I can yes. roll out. And then you roll out because somebody who actually knows has a bit of knowledge will know what to do to to, to defend themselves properly against their lack of mechanics correct you know? one thing you touched on today in class that i thought was really really nice uh is when you get to that position get caught tap and then say okay let's make it better let's make it tighter yes. how, can, how can i work my way out? i'm going to let you have this tap but let's do it better yeah all right, or all right you've got the tap now how do i on the, the other side of that scale as a partnership we're both working together yeah how do i then learn the escape well you collaborate we work together let's let's play with it um i was actually talking about this last night because in lab class like the bit lab our lab class on a friday night at seven to eight 
is like a, a bit of a Q&A. So everyone comes up with some any problems they've had throughout the week or anything that's on their head, they share it, you know, and then we can help them kind of work through it and just help everybody understand the process of going through, you know, troubleshooting on the mats. Um, mm. And we're talking about a couple experiences that I've had on the mats, you know, within the past couple of years. Two very world-class jiu-jitsu practitioners on completely either sides of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. First person was just submitting me like just, uh, it, was a, it, felt like a, it felt like I was getting bashed. Yep. You know, and there was a situation, they got an arm bar, let's say, or they got a choke, um, a cross collar choke from the mount. This actually happened. And I thought I had my defenses up, but clearly my defenses weren't good enough because the person went right through them. Yep. Didn't even like respect them, just went through them. I was like, ooh. And I asked, once I tapped, because I didn't want to get my jaw broken in different pieces, mm -hmm. um, and I asked, hey, like, can you just try that again so I see like, how I can make my defense work better? Yep. What the hell? No, it's not jiu-jitsu, I tapped you, man. I tapped you, get up, let's train again. I'm not gonna do that. You already, you already tapped, get up, let's train again, start again. Mm. I'm gonna look to tap you again. I was like, well, can't I just, like, I wanna learn, man. Like, we're in the gym, we're in PCYC, City of Sydney. <laughs> um, there's no world championships happening right now, there's no cameras, we're friends. Like, help me, let me just see how I can make this a little bit better. Yep. Give me advice, like, what can I do next time not to get put in that position? Mm -hmm. No, get up, we're rolling. Okay, sure, no worries. Um, and that's one way of doing things, and no judgment, whatever. People can do what they like. On the other side of it, we had some another black belt come in, um, and this person was giving you every single opportunity to find the escape. He mm. didn't care about the tap. He didn't care about the cross-collar choke. He'd put his hands, one hand in, the second hand in, and he'd stop before the 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 choke yep. before the time that I needed to tap, so I felt I knew that I was in danger, and I knew that if he pressed the button I was tapping, so my hand was ready to tap. Yeah, but he wasn't like pulling the plug, you know, he wasn't pulling the trigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he wanted to see, he's like he was giving me the option. Your your turn. What's mm. your defense? You know, and then I would learn from that. So it was like a bit. Of, it was like a, I knew he was going to tap me. So I was like, thanks, man. You didn't tap me. Thank you. <laughs> you know, because I managed to get myself out of there. Yep. And I knew that he would have gotten me. He knew he would have gotten me. But the goal of the role wasn't to submit each other. It was to learn from the role. Yes. I love that. I love that. And it was amazing. Yep. Because as I said, we're in the PCYC, City of Sydney, on a regular weekday. And there was no need to just bash each other. Yep. The goal was to learn. See how, see how things can be very different? And did you come to a solution to your problem? Yeah. Beautiful. And then there was one that didn't have a solution and he had me there. It was like, I felt like it was checkmate and he didn't like actually like kill off my king and throw it away off the board. But I was like, oh, I'm done. Of, yeah. Like I'm done. <laughs> and he's like, okay, you know, tap man, I'm done. And he was like, okay. He goes, hey man, do this next time. And he showed me, he showed, he showed me the defense. He's like, this is what you could have done. Yep. I was like, whoa, that was awesome. So now, I have a very nice like plan of a plan of defense from that particular position, hmm. and I think that I think Mr. Rylan Lazarus 
I thank him because that was like that was just an experience. What I felt ro- Rylan the way I, the way I felt Rylan roll with me was inspiration for the rest of my rest of my jiu-jitsu days forever because you know I was rolling with Nick yesterday and I was doing the same thing with Nick. Nick's one of our white belts. Yep. He's doing well. But he's working at a bit of a slower pace. He's only been on the mats for, let's say, 18 months, two years. I've been on the mats for 12, 13 years. So my brain works a little bit faster with all these different positions, you know, whereas he's still working on things. So I was always I getting to a position and I wouldn't put, I'd get him to check. Check, man. This is check. And yep. he'd be like, oh, shit. And he'd identify it and he'd go to the next step. And I'm like, thank you. Because yeah. I get to ple- keep playing as well. Yes. And I'm not submitting him 100 times in a row. I'm defeating him, I'm not demoralizing him, you know? Yep. And then he comes back to them, he, he like finished that role with me and he had a smile on his face and he wasn't injured. He didn't feel like he'd just been completely like annihilated. Mm-hmm. He got submitted, mm-hmm. he felt like he got beaten, but not completely like um, humiliated, you know? Um, and we both, we both learned because I wanted to counter his counter. So I gave him a chance to counter me so I can counter him. And that was beautiful. That was fun. So listen, what we're trying to get at, if you're like many of us, you want to wet your feet first before you plunge into the deep end. Can you just go straight into the beach, Matty? Or do you just have to like feel the water a little bit first and acclimatize? Take a deep breath. You can kind of walk in. but Walk in. but you you... Was, I don't dive into the water. I'm not crazy. <laughs> you know, I told um, you I'm uncle. I'm not a good swimmer. <laughs> Like it's okay, it's okay if you wanna wet your toes a little bit first. Because yep. as we said, there's consequences to this. If you d- dive in straight away, you might find yourself injured, you might find yourself a little bit demoralized. Maybe, maybe, there's, a maybe right there's, there. Yeah, maybe there's a rock. You, know, you just like think about where you're diving. Mm. Assess the situation first. Yes. You know, um, the reality is, as a beginner to jujitsu, is you, like you can't swim. Mm. You know, what's that Hicks and Gracie quote? Uh, the ground is my ocean, and most people don't even know how to swim. I'm a shark. The yeah. ground is my ocean, and most people don't know how to swim. That's it. So when you come into a jiu-jitsu school, there's a bunch of sharks on the mats, and you're just like you're in your floaty still, like. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. That's fine. You're a white belt beginner in a vast, deep blue ocean of technique and sequences and tricks of the th- tricks of the trade that have been practiced for, for a very long time, for centuries. I've been doing it for 12 years, but Jiu-Jitsu has been around for a very long time. Yep. So part of me feels like it's been like, a little part of it is disrespect. Like, I wanna learn all this now. It's like, hey man, this took a very, very long time to evolve into what it is. So give mm. it the respect it needs. Slow down at the start. It's still evolving. Of course it's We're still evolving. We're all getting better at this too. Yep. That's the thing, We're, like, I think the quality of it is getting better and better and better. It's still I agree. evolving, man. It's it's very, very, um, it's very deep. Mm-hmm. It's very deep. So so just get into the shallow end a little bit. Mm. You know, is what is is, your feet. is one way. You know, and I think it's the bit, I think it's an ideal way to learn. Um, your instincts haven't been trained yet. Your poultry attempts at survival will very quickly be destroyed by the seasoned jiu-jitsu practitioner. Mm. You can feel this, and you have no control over it. It's another world. Do you feel like you're another world, man? When you first started class, yeah, you too. Uh, yeah, when I first started, absolutely. Yeah, I was like, "What's going on?" Um, 
it's like a language. It's like a new language. When you first start, you have to learn the ABC, right? A, B, C, D, E, F, U, R, I forgot. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, and you're my little two-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old nephew, he's learning. He actually knows it now. He knows yeah. the alphabet, and it's beautiful. Um, but, you know, he had to start, like, making sounds with his mouth, mm-hmm. and look at how a kid learns. Like, they mess up a thousand times to keep getting better and better Absolutely. and better and better. And little by little, they start to speak the language, you know? Um, I love the the analogy Professor has, you know, the idea of first time driving a car. Mm-hmm. Would you mm. give Would you give someone a Formula One car, and say here? Hey man, it's got my elbows just came out of the RTA. That's it. That's it. Sixteen years old. Here you my friend. Have a Formula One car. If anything goes wrong, just hit the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's a disaster. <laughs> it's a disaster. Absolutely. Same analogy. Yep. Hundred percent. You know. It really is. With no skills, you sink and you'll die. Not literally, because you can tap, you know, and not literally because at high jiu-jitsu, everyone's gonna kind of cotter you a little bit at the start and kind of help you out and nurture your skills. Um, But it feels like you're about to die, (laughs) you know? Um, And if you go too hard, as we said, it ends up in disaster. Absolutely. You don't want to barely survive. You want to thrive and live a long life on the mats with Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. You don't want to just make ends meet. You don't have to. Like, you you have the opportunity when you first get started to set yourself up for the most beautiful, uh, like, lifestyle of Jiu-Jitsu. Rylan Lazarus started with Master Sauer like 20 years ago. He had done a little bit of wrestling for sure. But when he started with Master Sauer, he was like, he's, I think he's mega privileged because from day one, he had Master Sauer there saying, mm-hmm. Rylan, protect your joints. Rylan, think about mechanics. Rylan, focus on the leverage. Yep. Rylan, do this smart, be intelligent. Don't be an idiot. Rylan was an intelligent dude. He listened to him. That's why he stuck around for 20 years under Master Sauer. Absolutely. And that's why he's become one of the best practitioners in the whole wide world. You know, Rylan, after 20 years, Maddie, doesn't have, a, doesn't have one nasty injury. That's incredible. He's That's intelligent. Forty, I think, and he's like clean. Like he's yeah. just he's like straight out of the box. Still, you know, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> no sore shoulders and yep. no knee problems and no need for stem cell therapy and like operations and broken bones. Yep, none of that. And it's it's because it's created somebody with immense skill on the mats and the most amazing finesse I have ever felt in my whole life of rolling. Rylan, thank you so much for coming, man, because he just, he showed me um, just another way. He, he didn't show it, okay, but he, he allowed me to, it was an example yes. of Master Sauer's teachings coming to life, you know. Um, and now Rylan is going around and sharing that with everybody too, and Master Sauer's sharing that with too, and, and Phil shares that too. Phil's always saying that. Um, and... As a beginner, you have to set up your path, set it up properly. Um, That's my job, it's our job as coaches of hire, but also you have to take responsibility as well. And when you take responsibility for your own learning, you know, slow things down a little bit, I think, because to start new, start something new is to struggle enough. Mm. It's already a struggle coming into into a brand new school. It's already a struggle learning moves. It's already a struggle being around like complete strangers. Yep. It's already a struggle feeling like pressure of someone's weight on yours. 
learning to move your body in a way you've never moved it before. Yeah, like do a hip escape. That's that's struggle enough. Like before you start getting into like grappling and rolling and all of that, just learn a proper hip escape for God's sake. Learn, mm. build some tools before you go and like try to do the job. You know, have some tools. Have the, uh, make sense? Yeah, you know what I think is a big struggle. What's that? Coming in as you know, we're talking about being on that bell curve. For me, coming in as the uncoordinated person, yeah. my idea of 1% better every day is very different to the very coordinated person who comes in. Mm-hmm. When Brett comes in, he's already starting at a, he's already got a natural advantage and he's starting at 10%. Yeah. So he's getting 1% better of 10%. 1% better, yes. Whereas I'm coming in at 1%. At my baseline is a lot lower. So it's gonna take me longer for my, uh, my improvement to, to, to get to that level. Yeah. He's, he's naturally got a head start, basically. All right. So I see, that's a struggle for me to see him come in and go, damn, he just, he's, he started two weeks after me and he's spanking me. Yeah, yeah. That's a struggle, but we've got to accept where we are. That's a struggle we go through. Like, it's a mental struggle. Yes, and the, the, the beauty of this art is that it's your own journey too. Yes. It's definitely yeah. your own journey. Um, and it's okay if you know this person started at a different spot and if they've mm. been doing it less than you. Absolutely, it hurts, but like we all got, an, we all have an ego. Absolutely, and it does hurt. But you know that's where you have to kind of check your ego and go, hold on, what am I thinking right now? Why am I thinking like that? Why am I thinking? Is about that them? optimal why thinking? I, why am I thinking about what I can improve? There you go, and that's the beauty of jujitsu. It's it's a personal journey as much as it yeah. is a, a communal one. It's a fantastic journey though. It's a very rewarding journey. Well, you know why it's rewarding because oh. you're stuck at it. And you're willing to be that uncle person falling over their own feet, Mate, <laughs> running around, as, the, as running that, laps around the as gym. As that uncoordinated person, right? I, I want to be an example. Now I'm someone. In, no one will call me uncoordinated anymore. Yes. Right. There you go. I stuck with the process, and I. Uh, if you learn the right way, all of a sudden you become what you previously weren't. You would not. That's no why one, you're a purple belt now. You no know, one like will a, come into our gym and go, "That guy's uncoordinated." Mm-hmm. They'd be like, "Oh, okay, this guy knows what he's doing." What to you? Yeah. Yes, for sure. Right. So we can grow and become and then all of a sudden in six months a year's time that athletic person comes in for his first class and you're no longer uncoordinated Mm -hmm. that's a very rewarding feeling yeah it's not about winning you know it's about learning yeah yes but it is rewarding that's the delayed gratification i'm talking about the instant gratification Mm -hmm. there's the delayed yeah actually that's what i was talking about there yeah like i think if you set if you set up like the the seed Mm. sow the seed properly the gratification comes later a little bit later yeah but what i'm trying to say now is like to start new is to struggle enough Mm. as in there's already instant gratification by coming in just look at where how you want to be how you want to get the satisfaction yes so maybe when you first start class for the first month for the first two months be excited by the prospect of meeting new people and learning everyone's name and practicing your gi and getting into a new routine of coming three times a week Learning and making sure you're consistent and tying your belt and getting the perfect hip escape, you know, and threading the needle properly and doing your teeter-totter properly and doing your upper properly and forward rolling and backward rolling properly. That's mm. all gratification there. Yeah. You know, like just you, you're enjoying yourself like step by step. Mm. One thing I like that you talk about, I think it was from uh, Zoran, your Feldenkrais Ooh, yeah. guy. like really study the movement don't just come in and go all right i've done the hipposcopes two, for two classes now yeah and you know, spend some time and really think about that movement like you know why because we're looking for quality that's what zoran's always talking about quality yeah find the Zorin best doesn't way to care do it. like 
how many times you do something. And in, in a thought and crash lesson, you don't, they don't care. They don't count reps. Yeah, how many times did you sub him doesn't matter. It's the quality. So, yeah, there you go. The quality of it. So that, like, the cross-collar choke from hell that just breaks someone's jaw. Yeah, <laughs> it's nasty. There's no finesse there, so I'm not mm. happy with that. You know, mm. so you're going to kind of refine it and refine mm. it and refine it. But listen, there's a new, it's a new environment when you come into class. Yeah. When you start Jiu-Jitsu, it's a new environment. There are different faces, bad smells to get used to. Man, it's intimidating too. to walk into a gym like in a room full of people, especially yeah. if you're first like week or two. You know, you're coming into a room, people you don't know. Some of them can just wipe the floor with you. Yeah. That's an intimidating thing. That can be scary, you know? Well, you know what, Maddie? Like, I was like 18, 19 when I started. And I've said this before, like I was watching a lot of like Rocky movies and I had a <laughs> big right hand on me. Yep. I had a mad right hand. Um, but people would take me down and just choke me. And I was like, what the? Uh-oh. All of a sudden there's Little guys. Remember yep. little Luca out here? Nah, and you had like this other, this other guy at SPMA. I forget his name, but it was a really, really small um, Asian dude. He used to be able to put his legs behind his head. And I rolled with him as a beginner and he just like, like just killed me. I was like, yeah, what's wow. this guy doing? This is awesome. You know, and I also like it I had to check the ego too. Mm. Um, but that's part of the fun, you know. Even the handshakes, you have to get used to the fist bumps, right? You know, they're different too. Yeah. Um, then there's the assumed knowledge, you know, in particular movements. So in order to do an arm bar, you gotta learn how to do a hip escape. You know, in order to do an arm bar, you gotta learn how to like hammy curl and keep your hips engaged. Mm. You know, and to do a like a bridge and roll. You have to learn what to do with your head and your hips. This is usually more than enough for mental and physical overwhelm. That's a lot to deal with. Starting jujitsu is a part of the process in and of itself. Like you don't come straight into the roles, like get started, build the foundations mm. first. I've got an Aristotle quote here, for the things we have to learn before we can do, we learn by doing. So people wanna do the rolling like also do the other stuff the the building blocks of jiu-jitsu that's things that you have to do too so when you come into an intro class at higher no you don't roll but you're still doing jiu-jitsu you're still learning so have some patience with it because when we come into an intro class and we're giving you like certain concepts or certain techniques or certain movements and motions um trust us um that you're going to need those to go forward mm. you know and i think you do have to trust your your teammates your teammates and your coaches a bit and your school trust your whole school that's why you've come in that's why you've picked that school you know whereas to override it if the teacher says no don't roll for the first month and you just like no i want to roll then you like you're being a bit of a brat a spoiled brat you know and you're really going for that instant gratification again I imagine my the, the analogy I have for this is imagine you're building a wall, like a stone wall. Yeah. Or maybe it's like wood or whatever it may be. You're building a wall. Do you go straight to just stacking the wood on top of each other? Or first... We're going to build a wall. I want to I have a wall. I want it to be five foot high. So do I start stacking the wood five foot high? No, I dig a hole first. Oh, yeah. And I dig it into the ground. Because mm-hmm. if I stack that wood five feet higher without digging it into the ground... I'm going to come along and kick it. You're going to kick it, it's going <laughs> to fall over. So I go, I go down into the ground first. I do this other stuff yeah. that's not quite directly what I want to be doing. Yes. But it's going to get me there better in the long run. Wow. There's a beautiful quote, and I love it. It's, 
you can only build your technique as high as your foundations are deep. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you have to have very good quality foundations. When I build, when people build a center point tower, yeah. how deep do you reckon that center point tower goes into the ground to keep it stuck? You know, the winds this morning? Like, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, how does that center point tower not get thrown over? It's got, it has to have a very good foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good foundation first before 100%. you start trying to get this like flying arm bars and <laughs> crazy stuff. Yeah. Right? There's a place for it. There's a place for sure. And you want to learn that. Yeah. How awesome is it going to be just flying arm bar someone? Yeah. That'd be awesome. I'd have so much fun if I could flying arm bar everybody. Yeah, for sure. Like but, we have a, we have a, um, we have Jeremy Skinner coming in at in the start of next month. Hopefully he can make it from Melbourne considering what's going on. Yeah. But, um, heel hook seminar and no I, would, I wouldn't want a beginner it's not an intro class you know yep. this is like a seminar for the more advanced people of higher yep because i don't think you should be learning heel hooks from the beginning there's other things more important to learn um there's foundations that you have to build first mm-hmm. before you can start going into that into that different stuff yes so as a new student it's okay to slowly work your way in through the madness mm. the struggles can wait until you're ready for them, but meet each struggle and kind of like get comfortable with each struggle at a time. Does that make sense? Yeah, don't overwhelm yourself with all of it. Exactly, because it's very easy to overwhelm yourself. Uh, Especially when the ocean's this big. Yep. Yeah, it's like a massive pool, right? Yeah, why do we, like why go straight to the crazy part? Put your feet in there. Master Sour likens it to eating a hot bowl of soup. I love this one too. If you go straight in for the middle, you're gonna burn yourself and it's gonna hurt you. You're gonna mm. burn your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> and then the soup doesn't taste as good because your tongue's like your elbow's mega always sensitive. Your elbow's always clicking. You know after you, you burn yourself mm. and you try to eat again, every, everything sucks for the next couple of days. Doesn't taste as good. No, you can't get any taste from it because you burn yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, instead yep. you sip off the from the side. You get yeah, your spoon, yeah. you come come right off the side, and you you eat it slowly. Yep. But you're going to eat it all. You will. A little bit, you'll you're gonna, appreciate yeah. it. You're going to eat it all. You yep. will. Just take some freaking time yeah. and, and work with the process. It lets you savor the taste and you can enjoy this with pleasure without the burn in your mouth. It's kind of like a chili, right? Yeah, same same concept. You, you wouldn't eat you wouldn't eat like a whole. I mean, I do it, but I'm silly. Uh, <laughs> uh, you get like a whole chili, right? It's going to burn. It's going to be like an unpleasant experience. Yeah. But if you put a little bit of chili into your into your dinner just a little bit not the yeah. whole thing you can have that whole chili over a period of a week or however much it is yeah. in lots of small bites yes and it adds flavor yeah whereas the you know well, Maddie, con- exact same concept let's say you said you're an idiot with chili right oh uh, yeah I, can, I, I do it for fun though. for fun yeah <laughs> all right another thing um this is one of zoran's quotes too hmm. zoran says if you know what you're doing you can do whatever you like. I think that's Moshe Feldenkrais said that. Yeah. If you know what it is you're doing, you can do whatever you like. Yep. I'm saying, this podcast is saying, that you don't know what you're doing at the start of your jiu-jitsu journey. Mm. Yeah. So learn, what, if you know what you're doing, do whatever you want. Walk into class, I'm a day one black belt. Yeah. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. Exactly, like learn the rules of the game yeah. first, <laughs> is what we're all trying to say. Um. It's all controlled anyway. There may never be an exact perfect time to start the rolls. Somewhere, I'd say somewhere around thinking about, like thinking you're up for it and being knowledgeable and coordinated enough to recreate the movements that you've practiced. Mm. 
You know, like once you get to a point, it's like, oh, I've done this before. Boom, boom. Oh, there you go. That worked. Sweet. Well, that didn't work. Why? Oh, because he had his hand there. Oh, sick. Okay. You know, so you have some base level of yeah. understanding. And then feel free. Jump in. Have a base level of understanding your own movements. Yeah. Before you're trying to then think about someone else's and yours at the same time. That's a very good point. That's a great point. Mm. Like learn what you're doing with your body first yes. before you start going into then like working with somebody else. You, you possess some knowledge of the basic positions. You've seen the fundamental techniques a few times over and you have some rudimentary, rudimentary strategy about what it means to survive and thrive in the thrill of a role. Maybe not thrive, at least survive. Start by surviving first. When it's time to add some resistance and eventually roll, you have the time of your life. You'll enjoy yourself. You'll be getting tapped often. You'll realize there was never anything to be scared of anyway. You know, once you start rolling and you have the skills, it's like, oh, this is fun. It's awesome rolling, you know, but you're not going to get yourself hurt. And you're going to enjoy it so much more because you have that roadmap. You imagine like, Maddie, we've got to get to this address. It's like, where is it? I don't know. Just go. You <laughs> need to drive. Is that fun? It's nah, fun for a little really. bit. And then it's like, what the hell are we doing, man? We're wasting our time. We're going around in circles. Yep. Like, what are we doing? Stop the car, damn it. Pull out the GPS. Yeah, pull the GPS out. And then you've got someone telling you the way through it. Yep. Which right is how there. you should have done it from the beginning. And then you know the address. You know where it is. You've been there a couple of times. You don't need the GPS anymore. It's fine. You can make your own little way. You can start finding other little shortcuts. Yep. You know, you can experiment with different things. Mm -hmm. You know, but first you need to know where to get to first. You know, you, like once you start rolling, you trade techniques with like legends. Mm -hmm. You'll battle for position. You'll assert your control. You'll be controlled. You'll threaten your neck. Your, your neck will get threatened and your limbs. You might succeed sometimes. You might fail. And it's all happening really fast too. You know, then they'll tell, like after, this is what I love about um, higher. Then they'll tell you like how they did what they did. Yeah. I tap Sven today and he's like, Sven is a great model for this. Sven if you listen up, Sven listens to the podcast. Um, I've told everyone this before, like in class, Sven is the, like just started jiu-jitsu in such a good way. Sven was one of those mesomorphs like, that came oh, yeah, in. Yeah. He'd been training, like played soccer before, was very happy and eat, like didn't mind roughness. Mm -hmm. um, and so some, like Sven was really curious coming in. And I'd, you know, at the start, like I'd speak to Sven and then he'd be like, oh, but what do I do here? What do I do there? Okay, and he'd go through the classes. Mm -hmm. And after a couple of weeks, like I was like, Sven, you know, there might've been someone waiting for a role. I'd be like, Sven, you wanna have a role with him? Mm -hmm. And that was my bad because we have a rule, like, you know, first minimum one stripe, you know, to start like doing resist, like training with resistance, mm -hmm. you know, like positionally. Um, but Sven didn't have the stripe there, but I was like, you know what, Sven will be fine. He's mm -hmm. not gonna get flustered, he's not gonna get intimidated. Yep. You know, he's got some skills already. Like, Sven, you wanna jump on, man, and train? Like, go for it, you know? I think he was gonna go with Danny. And Sven was like, oh, man, no, I don't want to because I don't know what I'm doing yet. Like, let me just, like, keep learning first oh, before I start to roll. And I'm like, Sven, like, that's a clap right there, man. Like, I'd give him a clap. Yep. And I'd say, hey, like, that's the perfect way. You know where Sven's at now? He's a, he's a monster. He's already a monster. He's only been training like, what, five, six months, yep. I'd say. Um, and that dude now rolls with everybody and gives people fits. Even like people <laughs> have been training for a long time, yep. gives them fits. And he was taking me down today. I was like... Man, he's just such a unit. But, yep. but everything I teach him, he will ask me five, like five different questions on it after class. Yep. And I'm so mm. happy to answer them all the time. 
not all the time, most times, <laughs> uh, you know, or I'd give him what he needs, yep. you know, at that particular time. And he's so <laughs> eager to learn. And so sometimes he won't let me like finish my answer before he asks me the next question. I'm like, hey, Sven, relax. This is this first. Practice this one. It's like, okay. Yep. And then, you know, you caught me in, like, you arm dragged me here and then did this. What do I have to do to, like, you know, to counter that? I said, well, instead of, like, you know, bringing your elbow here, bring your elbow there. Mm. Um, and that's created, a, like, a, an absolute monster on the mats. The nicest guy, mm-hmm. which makes it, like, yeah, good yeah. for us, you know, but, uh, but uh, like, just somebody with very good foundations. Mm. And now he's going to go to the Loki seminar next week. You know, he comes to train with us. I can teach him, like, a bit more of an advanced concept here and there. Yeah, and yep. he can, he's going to, like... <laughs> suck it up and like enjoy it and eat it and he's a sponge now yeah yep. because he's got the framework with which to put everything in now i think sven's done it beautifully and that's what we're talking about right here um like in class you know once you get beaten you can ask somebody hey man that cross collar that I got caught in what, what happened there can you go back sure i can go back yeah so you did this instead you messed mm-hmm. up here to give me this position and then you could have defended better by bringing like the arm across even more and pinning my arm you know, to your ribs, for example. But you didn't, you left some gap and that allowed me to get my hand through. See that dialogue that we're having, Maddie? It's a discussion, we're, talking. It, yeah. we're both thinking about it too. Yep. It's better for both people, both of us get something out of that. Yes. It's not just me, we both do. Yes, and that's, what, that's, how things, that's why I think things can be done so much better. That's the thing, when you do it that way, you're sharing it rather than just getting the tap and moving on to the next thing and restarting the roll. Okay, yeah. you got the tap, which means you understood the movement, but someone got tapped, which means they didn't quite understand the movement. Yes. So you then give the opportunity for them to learn it too. 100%, and then maybe you can kind of like, uh, like uh, make it like clarified in your head a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I love about hire? If you ask people, what'd you do there? They all know. Mm. Sometimes you ask people like, hey, what'd you do there? They're like, well, I don't know, it's what I do. <laughs> right, eh? I just grabbed you. Just fucking did it, like you know. And then um, that's that's lack of awareness there. So you're effective, but you're not aware, um, which is like has its benefits that's, and has its disadvantages. That's the thing about the awareness is everyone is able to share because they're aware of what they're doing. Yeah, that's it. Um, you study. Look, like you study outside of mad hours to make yourself better. You can jump on videos. You can do all that. You eat better and you move more because it's so much fun. You lose weight, you get stronger, and you're developing a you're developing a passion that satisfies you, mm. that makes you better, that builds quality of life for you on the mats and off the mats. The difference, if you go this way, is you're now playing safely. You're not hurting yourself, you're not hurting anyone else, and you understand that it's all a big ball of fun. You understand why you're doing this. You know, you understand why you're making different movements at certain times. Yeah, you're not just thrashing. You have a purpose. Yeah. You're not just thrashing about for no reason because you look at other people, you see other people thrashing about, and you're like, oh, that's what I should do. I just thrash about as well. <laughs> and sometimes, as we said, those false positives, yeah, they def- might start to work soon. The fish thrash about. They're smooth. They, 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 f- they move smoothly. Hopefully, yeah, if they're like healthy. I mean, maybe, on, maybe when they're out of the water, but that's yeah. because their natural habitat is the water. Yes. Ours isn't, so we need to learn how to swim smoothly. There you go. So like if you're a fish out yeah. of water. Could you imagine like, bleh, bleh. like what happens when people drown? It's because they don't know how to swim. They start thrashing. Yeah. That's yeah. literally the ocean when you're thrashing. Which is like, it interests me that because... Um, it's funny that being Drowning smooth. sometimes is like exor- by exhaustion is a big part of it too, right? Like if you're stuck in a rip, it's not so much that you can't swim, but you're just getting exhausted. Yeah, so you've got to learn to be fluid and just float. 
and kind of go with it rather than yeah. like go against it. Yeah, like, I'm sure it's a scary situation and it'd be very very tough. Terrible, but, but you can get out of it if you don't panic, you know. And if yeah. you um, if you have some knowledge of how the of how the ocean works, mm. so if you have some knowledge of how jiu-jitsu works, then you can potentially survive as well. And not just right now, not just for this role, but for the long haul. And that's what we're after here, people. The process has moved forward organically. Feel free to roll now once you get to this point and have those buddies challenge you. Go and embrace the chaos. Enjoy the struggle because now you have the tools, the tools to deal with it. You have the understanding to know what's happening. You have some armor, you have your shield, and it's your job to battle, to not die and to survive to fight another day. Soon, you start to develop the fluency, the finesse. You create your own details. Sometimes yeah. you create your own techniques. Oh, look what I did there. Find openings. No Ooh. one's shown you and you yep. figured it out because there of your you go. understanding. Yes, that's understanding. That's where the awareness can get you. You start chaining techniques. Mm. You come up to me sometimes like, hey, what about, what if I did this and then this? I'm like, man, that would, that would work beautifully. Show me, let me feel it. Mm. I try to do it. I try to kind of come up with some problems and if it's there and if it's working, I'm like, Maddie, like that's, that's nice, that's great, good job. Mm. You know, and then you can start sharing your knowledge with other curious students, you know, so now you're a coach, so like you're helping people. Remember that Unco guy from SPMA like flailing about, the fish out of water flailing? Yeah. Do you ever think that guy would be a teacher of jiu-jitsu? No. And everyone says, Maddie's classes are awesome, like you go through it nice and like you're succinct with it and you know, you mm. keep the, um, you know, you really focus on the minor details and everyone loves that. And I think that's where we can go. That's where you can go if we focus on the right process from the beginning. If you learn, then you can understand it and share that. Mm-hmm. So cool. Is. Ultimately, guys, like, this is the process of jiu-jitsu. And when you respect the process and when you're patient with it, the joys of jiu-jitsu are innumerable. Mm. When you take things a little slower, and you learn how to play jiu-jitsu, you set yourself up for many years of fun on the mat and off. And that's what we're after. Find your space, embrace the beginning, develop your skills slowly but consistently, respect the process, and build quality of life with Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. I think if you play jiu-jitsu, I think that's like the most important part of doing anything for a long time. Yeah. To kind of, for me to... The, the whole discussion we've had is if you play, mm-hmm. you're going to enjoy it and you're going to do it for a long time. If you come in and you're a bit more just naturally aggressive and you try and fight too early, you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. It's not fun. You're getting hurt. You're getting sore. Yeah. Learn the details so you can come in and make it a fun experience. Make it fun and you'll want to come back. Awesome. I love that, man. Uh, play jiu-jitsu. Play jiu-jitsu, people. Anything, any final thoughts, Matty? That was it, that's it, man. Man, that's it for me too. People, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, We're having fun with this. I hope you're having fun with it as well. All that good stuff, feel free to leave a review, share it online. Yeah, add um, any Share with your friends. If you have any thoughts, send them over to us. Yeah. And as we've said before, like, it it makes my day when someone's like, hey man, listen to your podcast, I really love it. Like, thank you. Like, it's, it, um, Hopefully we're making a difference for you and for everybody. Hopefully you're enjoying it. I hope we're inspiring you to keep doing jiu-jitsu. And getting started with jiu-jitsu too. Yeah. Get into it, peeps, because it's just such a beautiful journey. 
Everyone, everyone who does it, there's a reason why people who do jiu-jitsu don't shut up about jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I know. It's because it's so much fun. And we're not like uh, angry vegans. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is a fun thing we're talking about. On that note, people, have a great one. Thank you so much. Wuss. Wuss.